Avoid the chaos of not knowing where to go. Whenever you do your online shopping, when you shop on Amazon.com, get the best deals on everything you need and help support. Rob has a podcast when you start your shopping at robswebsite.com slash Amazon or for our friends in Canada, robswebsite.com slash Amazon CA. Election 2015, the road to survivor second chances. All right, we are back. First interview of the day here on Tuesday. Uh, first of six that I have on the schedule for today, but I'm very excited to be getting started off here today. Who needs coffee when you get to start off with a cup of chaos? Cass, Cass McQuillan is here. Cass, how are you? I am having my cup of chaos right now. <laughs> yes. I'm. I'm ready to cause some chaos in Cambodia. I keep seeing people hashtagging uh, Cambodia chaos. So I already, I already did the thriller in Manila. Now it's time for chaos in Cambodia. Chaos in Cambodia. Cass, I'm very excited to see you in this pool of 16 women that could potentially return to the show. And you brought a lot to the table there in uh, Survivor Kagiyan, And now potentially maybe on your way to go back. Yeah, it's a possibility. I hear the casual fans and some of the other people on the list don't like me and yeah. Corinne doesn't like me and your mom doesn't like me. So I'm not feeling too confident. One of the few <laughs> subjects that my mom and Corinne agree on. Yeah. <laughs> You're well, a uniter, not a divider. I respect your mom's opinion because she obviously raised you and you're a nice guy. Um, you know, no, she did a good well, job there. So yeah, to so speak- she's obviously a nice person. <laughs> and I just hope she would give me a second chance because she seems like maybe she's given you a second chance or two. Yes. Um, so maybe like she could find it in her. Um, yes. Well, I'll tell you what my mom uh, does. Like. Again, my mom is uh, a little bit of a Spencer fangirl. And so you could certainly understand uh, why she wouldn't love you. But I think that she feels like you're too confrontational. But the thing about that, Cass, is that the thing that my mom doesn't like about you is what so many other people do like about you. And one of the reasons why, like, uh, you know, my mom's not a TV executive. She doesn't really know what's going to make a great TV show. And I think having people that are confrontational is part of the recipe for a successful season of Survivor. Well, I got to tell you, I've been really taking to heart all of the people who told me to read self-help books and examine (laughs) my life and my personality. Um, I've really looked into this Asperger's that people say I have. And, um, you know, I've been working on it. I'm really I've highlighted some books like how to win friends and influence people. Are you being serious now or or you're joking? No, I'm being serious. Okay. You know, I people said I was a turd. I was a turd, so I went to the self-help section at the bookstore and was like, how can I not be a dickhead? Um, <laughs> and apparently, the, the key is you have to like pretend you like people. <laughs> is that, does that make well, sense? You don't have to actually like anybody on Survivor or I guess in life, but if you pretend to, I think that's a good strategy. Well, and then you have to have a lot of this. I, I have the book right here, How to Win Friends and Influence People. The, one of the key points is you have to be sincere yeah. in, in, in your complimenting and your ass kissing. And I'm, I don't even know what sincere is. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Don't criticize, condemn or complain. That's one of the principles. Ooh, that's going to be a tough one. Yeah. Arouse in the other person an eager want. <laughs> well, I can lure Max in with kale. Yeah. Uh, you know, Cass, yeah. now that now that you're going through this, you know, I'm surprised that that you and Corinne can't seem to get along because I kind of feel like in some ways, are you the female version of Randy? Oh, Randy and I are now friends on Facebook and all we do is insult each other. Yeah. And I don't know if it's some weird flirtation or something. <laughs> I, I don't even know what's going on with Randy, but he recently we, we added each other as friends and just started insulting each other. <laughs> so I don't know if I've won and influenced him, but uh, maybe I am a female Randy. Yeah. Wow. Because the thing about Randy, especially in Gabon, was that the people that Randy liked, he was like completely loyal to and he would do anything for and he would sacrifice anything for and he would give them cookies if, if Randy liked you. But in Survivor Kagiyan, I feel like we didn't find the people that you really felt warm about. Now, was it just that particular group of people 
or is that just how you are about people in general? I don't like anyone, Rob. <laughs> you must like no. you must like people. <laughs> I know you have you kidding. have friends, right? I do have friends. I have a small group of friends, and um, you know, I'm not a very social person in terms of going out and meeting new friends. People who know me have known me a very long time, and I'm extremely loyal to them. I think my problem in Kagiyan was I went out and I treated everyone as the enemy. I went in battle mode because so I kind of checked out of who I was. I thought like I can't be, you know, I can't be cast from Tehachapi. I need to be cast the survivor, and I need to not be the mom that cries and the mom that, you know, gets dragged to the end as someone who didn't do anything. So I think I was a little caught up in treating everyone like the enemy, and I totally overlooked the social game. But additionally. When you think about how I started on my tribe uh, with being blindsided alongside David and then being somewhat ostracized by that group of four for a couple days, and then, you know, Jatia blowing that puzzle and that and kind of forcing everyone to re reexamine that group of four, I was never welcome in any group mm. on the, you know, initially I didn't start out with, with winning friends and influencing people. And I had to start with my back against the wall. And even when we went into the swap, you know, I was the oldest person on my swap tribe. Um, I didn't have a lot to talk to everybody about, uh, you know, and then when we merged my swap tribe, they were all strong and I was just a peripheral to them. And they've all kind of admitted that. So I never really had a connection out there with anyone. And, and part of it was starting out on the defense, how I had to start, you know. So I'm hoping this time, uh, I'm hoping to just, I, I've said it, I want to be catatonic cast. I want to be calm cast, you yeah. know, and, and I really think uh, people might see a different side of me this time. Okay. But well, I probably hope so. Because, you yeah. know, I was talking with Tyson the other day and, you know, this, you know, I, I do some prep for these interviews, but the, the Randy thing just sort of like struck me now because when Randy comes back on Heroes versus Villains, it doesn't go great for Randy. And I always, you know, have been interested in, in that because Parvati is on that tribe and they decide to vote out Randy over Parvati, who is clearly the much bigger threat to win the game. And I, I asked Sandra about this recently. And I asked Tyson about this recently. Why would you vote out Randy instead of Parvati there? And what Tyson said was, you know, Randy he was just such negative energy when he was out there and it was kind of, and it was a bummer. And even though Tyson was saying like, you know, poverty is the bigger strategic threat that for people, it, it was hard to be out there with Randy because it was so, it was so miserable and that, you know, he was like complaining about stuff and it was like, you know, it added to the fact that, and I think he also got hurt in one of the challenges also. And he was a little, you know, uh, you know, uh, had a bum ankle or something like that. But I, I do think that that's going to be important for you to get off on the right foot with whatever tribe you're in with don't be so dour right off the bat. I don't think I was really dour. I think people got pissed at me because they didn't know what I was doing. Like on the brains tribe, I was the workhorse at camp, you okay. know, and, and even, I mean, even in the beginning there, there's even a confessional from, I think it's Jatia or Tasha who are like, or at tribal council. They're like, we all like Cass. Cass is great. Yeah. You know, Jeff asks and, and they, there wasn't a problem. Honestly, the, my trouble started when I flipped on okay, Sarah. So you're saying to I me, mean, don't confuse post-merge cast with pre-merge cast. Pre-merge cast, so that was, this wasn't an issue. I, I don't think I'm a vortex of negativity. Okay. You know, and, and I think Randy is just kind of a crotchety person. <laughs> yes. It, it, and that's a lovable trait in some. But mm -hmm. I don't think uh, I'm really a crotchety person. I think I'm someone who, if you confront me, you know, if I did that flip because I was on the bottom and I knew it. And then when we came back, which people didn't see a lot of what happened, all those people I flipped on went nuts. You know, they were yelling at me, screaming at me. Spencer telling me I'm the new Philip Shepard and I'm the worst player in the history of the game and everyone calling me names. And um, so when people come at you like that in a group, uh, you're going to get on the defense there. Yeah. You know, how, how many people in my season called me ugly and stupid, you know, on camera, yet I'm the bad guy. I know right. you were following all the stuff that we did talking about the uh, Shireen moments uh, from this season with Will, but we never got a uh, comment from you, you know, on a, on a podcast about it. 
how do you feel about that? Because we all made a lot of the comparisons about how some of the things that Trish said about you. And of course, uh, that's that's another woman. So uh, it's not quite an apples to apples situation. But what was your take on all that as you watched that play out? I think on every season, people go below the belt or that was my experience on my season. Uh, you know, some people were quite horrible to me out there. I think the difference is I handled it differently than Shireen and and maybe I have a different past where I didn't have a trigger, you know, I think on the podcast with the women, some people, one of the psychologists or was saying that they could visibly see that she was, you know, shutting down when he was saying these things to her. But I think in this game, people turn to their worst, you know, and when you're frustrating them with your gameplay or, or around camp doing something, if, if it's in your nature, you're going to tell someone something that bad. So I don't approve of what Will did at all. Uh, but a lot of people go below the belt and I don't think we always see it. And it makes me think it was probably worse out there mm-hmm. than, than what we saw, because in my experience, they only show a little bit of how bad things get. Uh, so I'm wondering what really went down out there. Uh, but I didn't think that was sexist. I personally didn't think it had anything to do with her being a woman and him being a man. I just think, you know, he has, like Trish, the capacity for hatred and, and can say those things about your family or your personal life, which people should not be crossing that line out there. But I, unfortunately, they do. I mean, we saw it. Corinne did it to Sugar, you mm-hmm. know. So, so I, it happens when you get a certain personality type out there. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I don't think it's a good thing to have happen, but I think it's unfortunately something that does happen. Can you believe you're about to go back out there and subject yourself to this again? You know, I tried to say no, Rob. <laughs> I and did. I, you tried to say no. And, and, what, and who stopped you? You know, Penny was like, well, if you say no, we might take you off the list. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, they strong arm you. Right. And then, uh, you know, I, I, w- I, I wouldn't know, Cass, because I don't that uh, they don't ask me. Oh, well, (laughs) and then I talked, I talked to Mr. Cass about it. I was really going to say no, because I I had a pretty good run on Survivor. I mean, I did almost everything a contestant can do on Survivor in terms of making the merge, making the jury, family visit, auction, winning individual immunity, being on a crappy tribe. Um, The only thing I really didn't do is get to the jury and win. So for me to go back, it's a big risk because Mm -hmm. if I'm out, a lot of people are saying I'll be out first, which is pretty stupid if you ask me, because apparently no one's going to trust me. So then no one's going to work with me and I suck at challenges. So I'm not really going to be a threat. Right. I mean, so anyway, but there is a huge risk that I go out, you know, pre-jury, pre-merge. And uh, that would suck for me because leaving home, um, you know, I'm not really. And, and Cass, let me just tell you, as somebody who's who's been, been been through this, yeah, that's the hardest part. It's like you know, Survivor, like tw- like the 12 days I spent on Survivor All Stars was like what, whatever. Uh, but the you know the 27 days of like between that and when they let you go home, like that was the worst part of all of it. Where it's just like I don't even want to be here anymore. And you know, I I didn't even I wasn't even married at the time. I had just started dating Nicole. And we didn't have kids or any anything like that. And just like I just I don't want to be here. Like this isn't. I just want to yeah. go home now. That's it. Leave me. And and you're just and you're stuck and you're stuck there. And you're not one of these people that. And I was like you know 25 at the time. You're certainly not one of these people that's like there to like. Ooh, let's party. Well, where are we going? Yeah, I will become Randy Bailey if I am on the pre-merge trip. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, just a, a cesspool of negativity. They'll probably put me on a plane home. <laughs> or maybe I heard Brad Culpepper flew himself home. Yeah, there's some uh, people that that won't get around the uh, the the production stuff. We don't need to go into that go into that here. But but I, I think if you if you throw a big enough tantrum, I think they they say it's not worth it. I doubt they'll let us um, do that on this season because everyone will know who's gone. Yeah. So the minute you show back up, you know, someone sees you and puts it out on some website. Right. So, so probably it'll be a little more strict this time. Yeah. But the thought of wallowing in loss for, you know, <laughs> seven, six or seven weeks with a bunch of people I really, you know, don't normally hang out with, uh, yeah. pretty, pretty crappy. Yeah. Plus leaving, you know, I'm, I'm leaving my daughter. She was five when I went before she's seven now and Does she's she not understand? into this at all. She gets it. Um, but she is mad at me. You know, she doesn't want me to go. And 
And it's like, you know, I can't have a seven-year-old run my life. I'm very involved with her. I go to her school and work every week. I take her to school. I pick her up. I've always worked my schedule around her. So uh, the biggest thing is she's worried about Mr. Cass um, cooking dinner and not being able to... not being able to brush her hair or understand the need to watch pound puppies over and over, uh, <laughs> you know, these things or not knowing the lingo of Minecraft. Yeah. Uh, so, so, uh, you know, she's worried that her, my husband travels a lot, like 50% of the time. So it's when he's home, he's mostly like a roommate to us. So, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> so anyway, it's hard to leave uh, a seven year old. No, I, I get from you that you feel like, you know, you're a you're a big underdog potentially coming into this thing. And I think that um, in some ways, I think you like being uh, the underdog. But do you feel like that this is a game that you could win here in Survivor Second Chance? Um, I mean, yeah, I don't think my confidence is as high as it was before. I mean, before there was no thought that I would be out or anything. Um, I just went in with the blind belief that I would get to the end and win. And I think you kind of have to have that to get through the game. So I'm kind of trying to work myself back up to that. Uh, And I think I can win this game. The tough part for me will be getting to the merge because I think I'm going to have to, you know, meet some people and make a connection right out of the gate, which will be the hardest thing for me. And then, you know, making the merge. And I, I would prefer not to have to flip on people and stuff. And if you watch Kagiyan, I never flipped on Tony and, and Trish and Wu there mm-hmm. um, till till the bitter end. I stayed loyal to them, and and I was approached by the other people. Yeah. Um, so once I get in with people, I'm gonna do what's in the best interest of me. Right. And I assume everyone playing is going to be thinking what works best for them. Yeah. And this group, I mean, yeah, Chaos Cats is you know a character out there and. And stuff, but I've been noticing on these podcasts a lot of these women are pretty spunky. Yes, and they're talking a lot. You know, they're talking a lot of trash. I'm more than happy to turn over the reins of chaos to uh, you know PG or Monica or Stephanie because I don't want to be the target. You know, (laughs) and I don't want people thinking I'm coming in to make big moves. I've already made my big moves, right? Mm -hmm. So maybe I could just be a boring winner. (laughs) <laughs> well, I don't think you'd ever be a boring winner. I mean, I, I could see you being like a, uh, uh, you know, you could have a, a Sandra type season. I don't think they yeah. would ever be boring. And really, the good thing about me is people know that I have this horrible personality. So they're probably going to be like, yeah, Cass could be my goat because mm-hmm. no one likes her because it's so ingrained in everyone's mind that nobody likes me. Yeah. That what if I got people to secretly like me? <laughs> you know? Yeah. You, so, can be, uh, you can be like this the, one of those things that you know when you first have it oh uh, that's terrible i don't like that but then it grows on you yeah i could be like a pleasant aftertaste yeah. <laughs> and and cass i but, like you i like you um well, but thanks, Rob. i want to uh know from you you know what's the what's the sales pitch because you know you know a lot of your competitors are going to be listening to this and 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 i i highly doubt that you're making a lot of outgoing phone calls to people of like hey here's here's uh why you should work with me do you have a sales pitch of why people should be thinking when they're making their potential i'm sure you have people that it's like okay i'd like to work with this person i wouldn't be so crazy about working with this person why should they be including Cass? in their people that like, Oh, I hope she's on my tribe. Well, I think people should realize that I had a game plan before that didn't work. Right. Everyone who's going out there should not be repeating their same game plan because we all lost. So if anyone's assuming that I'm coming out and going to just hashtag chaos cast every other vote that didn't get me to the end and it didn't get me anything you know, in terms of what I wanted, which was to win and at least get before the jury. So if you have a plan that doesn't work, you're not going to try it again. Right. You know, you're going to alter your game plan. So I really am going to go out there and try to, as my my good friend Jatia told me, keep my damn mouth shut. Um, It will be hard to do that. Um, And I'm sure in confessionals, I'll be saying who knows what, but yeah, around camp, I'm I'm hoping there's bigger personalities than me there. And I think there are. So <laughs> I'm willing to work with those. Yeah, I'm willing to work with those big personalities. And I'm willing to, 
you know, work with anyone. Just, I hope people aren't afraid to approach me on day one. Um, and really they're probably, I think the egos of everyone here feels like they can win and everyone's probably going through the list going, okay, I could beat that person or that person. Um, so put me in that list of people you could beat because according to the vast majority of survivor fans, anyone can beat chaos cast, including <laughs> Russell Hans. So why would you could beat Cass? She's yes. <laughs> You know, so why wouldn't you take me to the end if I'm this Brandon horrible, horrible Hans person? Could be that... <laughs> yes. So yeah, because I I think about you, know. you with you. You know, you I think you're right. You're not you know you're not out there just like hey, watch this. I'm gonna be uh, like I'm gonna pull off this chaos move. I'm gonna pull off this chaos move. I'm gonna burn. I'm gonna burn. Uh, you know, uh, you know, Tony socks or anything like that. That wasn't your game or anything like that, but you know, you want to feel good and you feel like if you're, if the people that you're with are going to sort of, you know, not take your feelings into account. I don't want to say feelings, but your perspective into account, if they're not doing a good job of, you know, making you feel like you're involved, then you're going to make a move, but you don't inherently feel like I'm going to just go out there and go be a pinball from one alliance to another. Yeah. If you don't talk to me for six days and then the hour before tribal council come up to me and ask me to do something for you, it's probably not going to happen. Yeah. You know, and, and that's, that's smart. a lot of what went on. You know, that's a lot of what went on on my season was I was so discounted within any alliance I was in uh, that, you know, no one paid attention to me. And so I did what was best for me. Okay. So, and I think everybody would do that. I would think anyone on this season in the situation I was in, like with Sarah would do it. In fact, Sarah was, has endorsed me. She sent me some notes on uh, Facebook saying, oh, you know, wow. I hope you make it. And uh, she's even given me some advice to keep my mouth shut. <laughs> that seems to be the consensus is uh, shut the fuck up, Cass. Okay. So um, yeah, I, uh, she's given me a lot of, um, a lot of advice. I'm looking for some here. Okay. But yeah, uh, yeah, she's telling me who I should work with and, you know, all kinds of stuff. Now, but yeah, on this season, there'll be a lot of personalities no matter what. I mean, you got Shane out there. You've got Abby. You know, I didn't even personally remember Stephanie, but she was a pretty firecrackery in her. Storms um, are coming. The storms are coming. <laughs> um, so I like that, that other people are planning to be the storm coming. Yeah. Let me watch, be the calm. Yeah, this will be the most boring season ever. Everybody's just going to then be like, <laughs> play it close to the vest then after all this. After all this, uh, <laughs> after I, all this hype bluster. I think they're trying to say they're going to do big moves and everything to get on the show. Some of the people. Yeah. And then they're going to get out there and just fold into themselves. Mm -hmm. Well, Cass, I could tell you in Survivor All-Stars, you know, I think that that was a game where just about everybody came into it. I think everybody was playing tight off the off the 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 bat i think that everybody like tried to slow play it and it was really boston rob was the one guy who wasn't afraid to play a really aggressive game and i think that served him well now, ultimately he didn't win the game but i think that you know just just about everybody else i think came into it playing that a little slower and i think it's really about reading you know what everybody else is doing whereas you know heroes versus villains i think is a game where people came out and were like really started playing it fast from the start so um, and maybe that's a circumstance of the era of which you know these games are played but you know it's you're going to have to read what's going on yeah, I think this season will be more similar to Heroes Villains than All Stars in terms of in terms of the personalities and the dynamics that will be out there. Yeah. Okay. You know, no matter who's picked from the cast, you're going to have probably at least 10 people who have uh, quick tempers, you know, and that's going to be great TV. Also in the All Stars, they also like played around with the prize money where the prize money was the, like they kept it a million dollars was the same, but second place was 250 and then third place was like 175 and stuff like that. So it, you were like incentivized like, hey, like I, I could make a move here, but if I come in, you know, ninth instead of fourth, then, you know, that's a big drop in prize money. So I think people were also like, you know, didn't want to make too many moves uh, after the merge either. I don't think that's going on. I think Survivor's pretty damn cheap these yeah, days. Yeah, yeah. If know? anything, they should, oh. they're cutting the prize money. <laughs> I think so. I mean, yeah. I, yeah. If you're not playing for the million, you know, yeah. it's really not that much money to, <laughs> to win in the grander scheme of things for a year of your life sucked down this tube. 
Yeah. All right. So, uh, Let's talk about <laughs> some of these other people from your season, because there is a big uh, representation here from the people that you played with in Survivor Kagiyan. In addition to you, there are mm-hmm. three other people from your season who are in the mix. All right. Let's let's talk about the first the person who was is I don't want to say nemesis, but you know, one one of your foils in that season in Spencer. Charlie. Is back. Charlie Brown. Charlie Brown. <laughs> yeah, Spencer. You know, we have this weird relationship, and and I mean, I've said it before, where you know, we have this Twitter war, or I find out on Reddit he's been, you know, saying stuff about me, and then then he texts an apology while he's been drinking, and you know, uh, we haven't. I saw him at Jatia's wedding, as you know, uh, Tasha, Spencer, Bryce, and I all went to Jatia's wedding in March. And I did not sit at the table with Tasha and Spencer. Oh, no. And Jatia knew to not put us at the same table. So who did you sit with? I sat with her, some of her relatives. <laughs> you, of were like, relatives. you were like crazy Aunt Cass? I was at the crazy table, yeah, in the back. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah. Um, you know, there's this underlying bitterness still there. And it's palpable, you know, when you're in the room. When I'm in the room with Spencer... So everyone came to our room uh, to have a drink before the wedding. Uh, and my husband was like, man, they still hate you. And I was like, yeah, they do. I mean, they, they're all dressed up and playing nice, but it's palpable that they're still bitter, both Tasha and Spencer. Um, you know, because you, well, you went further than they did in the game. And that's something that and I've talked about this in some of the interviews that I've done. Actually, no, I'm sorry. It was with Tyson when we talked about how, you know, JT won in token sheens and he came into Survivor Heroes versus Villains and he was like, yeah, I want to work with JT, but, you know, I kind of I want to vote him out. And I also talked about how when I went back on Survivor All-Stars, you know, Jenna Marasco won my season and I'm like, sure, I, I, I would be happy to work with Jenna. But at the end of the day, you know, I'd like to vote her out. And we saw how, you know, Jerry with with Colby. And it, do you feel like maybe that either of those other people that you that you went with or maybe how you feel with Wu because uh, he took Tony to the end instead of you? Like, do you think that, that that's something that people are going to be thinking about in this game? I think with Spencer and Tasha, for sure, you know, they're both fans of the show. They both really wanted it. And I stifled their game. I mean, no matter how you put it, they didn't beat me. And they know that. And it hurts them because look at me and look at them. They're both challenge beasts. They're both, you know, very strategic players. They both had a lot going for them, um, which is another reason, you know, to flip on them is I don't want to be in the final three with them on my season. Uh, so yeah, I think I know there's bitterness there and I know that they're going to want to get me out. I'm not personally going to target anyone. I kind of want to go with the flow of the game and I don't have like a list of who I have to get out or I think, you know, people will be gunning for Spencer because he's kind of a fan favorite and he's good at challenges and he's very strategic and he has some of the most connections of anybody out there other than like Max or Steven in terms of, you know, having met so many survivors. And now Shireen's getting into that category too. So of knowing the survivors? Yeah, of having reached out and contacted so many people, you know, personally, like met them in person. So I think Spencer I, I don't feel the need to target Spencer at all. Yeah, but and that's a blessing I, and a curse though too, I, Cass, because you know, the more people you know and the more people it's like, hey, let's do this, let's do this, you know, you might make feel like you have a lot of friends coming into it but then you know if you feel like everybody feels like they're your friend then any move you make people are going to feel burned too right yeah i think those people are walking a fine line right now yeah and and uh there i mean there's a lot of weird pre-game stuff going on so a few weeks ago when before the names came out there was a couple of twitter accounts like this casa culpepper and some other ones where people were trying to stir stuff up with the potential candidates. So I didn't want to get involved with that because I am very busy. This is kind of short notice. That was a, that was somebody's Twitter account. Yeah. It was called Casa Culpepper. Okay. And, and they're trying started, to start trouble. Yeah. Like they're trying to get in the game. Okay. Or, you know, people, it's, it, who knows? Maybe it was Russell Hans. You never know. So, yeah, <laughs> but they, uh, 
they were tweeting stuff about various people and alliances and causing trouble. So I just put out there that, you know, I wasn't, I had actually declined because of a work conflict. And okay. it was it was great because it gave me a reprieve for a couple weeks. And I really do have a work conflict and I'm waiting for one more signature, which is supposed to come in this week um, because it's hard to stop litigation, you know, to go on Survivor. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you brought that up because I, you know, obviously I you know, hear a lot of rumors about like stuff and, you know, who potentially is going to be going back into the mix. And, you know, I had you know, been following what was happening. And then people said, okay, Cass is out. She has a, a work conflict. And I think then, then there was a lot of like, well, is that, re- is this real or is it not real? And a lot of people said, no, it really, it really is real. And then when you were announced as part of the people in the group, I'm like, what, well, why would Cass say that she wasn't in the mix? Uh, then was it just, was she, you know, afraid that something, something else was, you know, that some did somebody from CBS say, Hey, Cass, cool it. Uh, you know, tell people you're not in the mix, but that's good. That's interesting to know. So you didn't want to be a part of all of this chatter on the line. Yeah. I, as soon as that, you know, the spoilers came out as to who was on and things got a little crazy and I, I want to go out and play. I want to play with people on an, you know, just a level playing field. And I don't want to play the game a month before we go. Uh, and maybe that's naive of me. But uh, yeah, part of the reason I did that was so that people would leave me alone. And I even called SEG and told them that. And I said, feel free to tell people I'm not in the running, uh, because I really don't want to be bothered by this yeah. right now. Yeah, it's one thing to go out and play the game. But you know, I have a normal life. And I don't want to be in game mode every day, all day yeah. before I go. Yes, I don't know if anybody's ever won the game because of one of these pregame alliances. But I think a lot of people have lost the game because of these pregame alliances. Yeah. And it's, I mean, personally, I don't know these people. The people that I do know are Spencer, Tasha, and Wu. <laughs> Spencer and Tasha, you know, I don't personally have anything against them, but I know they personally have something against me. So I would never trust them. Like you said, there is this urge to vote out the person who beat you. Yeah. So I get that. And with Wu, I don't consider Wu, um, I don't even consider him actually in this so much. I mean, I like Wu as a person. Uh, we're not BFFs or anything. And I don't know that Wu has a lot of game in him. So I'm not too worried about him thinking I'm going to get Cass out or Spencer or Tasha. And I'm not certainly not thinking I'm going to get Wu out. Where is Wu's head in all of this? I feel like you you haven't seen a lot of, you know, campaign or anything from Wu here. Uh, you know, you, you, you hear less from him out of the game than maybe you did in the game. Um, are you surprised that Wu wanted to come back to Survivor? I am kind of surprised because I think he took it really hard when he lost. I think he actually thought he won. And I don't think he understood that the game is evil, you know, and, and, uh, Whoa. like, yeah. Like why would people vote for Tony? Everybody hated him. Mm-hmm. You know, do you think but, that Wu would come back and be a different kind of player if he's back in the mix? No, I think he's just, Wu is Wu. Wu. Wu is Wu. He even grew his hair longer. So he's even more Fabio like now he's even more Wu. Yeah. But I mean, he's like channeling Fabio. Yeah. Are we sleeping on Wu as the winner of this season? You know, I've talked a lot about how I've said uh, I was asked recently, who do I think is going to win? And I said, uh, you know, I think uh, Natalie Tenerelli was my was my pick to win. But I, I might have to change it to Wu. I think Wu might be the guy that everybody sleeps on. People know who's ever going to vote out Wu. He's great in the challenges. He's going to help you pre-merge. He's going to be a loyal guy. You know, unless that he's on the wrong side of the numbers at the merge and then he gets voted off because he's a physical threat. When is when's I- Wu getting voted off? Well, don't you think we'll have Redemption Island? Because no, because it's second chance. It's not called third chance. Redemption Island would be a third chance uh, in this season. Yeah, but you can have like Terry versus Vetus to like rehash the Aris Terry thing. You can have some great head to head. Yeah, you know, maybe mono. if anything, I think you would have maybe maybe it would be like the Sam Wandel Sir thing where you'd have you could have that at the front of the show where instead of the reward challenges, you maybe you'll have duels to so go and you know, pick one person from your side to go up against somebody else. And maybe we could have some of those matchups there. But I feel like if it was Redemption Island and, and, I, and I think it would be a good spot to do Redemption Island, especially in the pre-merge, I feel like they would say, oh, well, that's a third chance. And that goes against the, the idea of second chance. Maybe, but you know, that's when I could see Wu getting voted out and sent somewhere to like take on a Joe or something. <laughs> to go beat somebody on Redemption Island. But don't you, don't you think that, yeah. couldn't you see Wu as the winner of this? 
You know, my gut is telling me T-Bird wins it. T-Bird? Yeah, yeah. I, and uh, I do not underestimate her. And, you know, she's so likable. I've been listening to her podcast. I remember loving her in Africa. And she's only gotten better with age. You know, she's spunky. She's got a nice sense of humor. I think she's still cutthroat. And, you know, the older women often get underlooked, you know, overlooked. They, the people don't see them coming. Mm. So she could be in a prime spot to get to the end. And historically, the older woman can never beat people younger than them in mm -hmm. a final three. Just like in her first season. Mm -hmm. And she's the oldest person on the list, I think. So if she gets into the final three, I would love to see her win over younger contestants just to break to break that. Okay. So, um, I mean, I'm a big T-Bird fan. Do you have like a lot of reverence for the classic players, I don't want to say older players, the classic players uh, that are potentially in the mix here from the first couple of seasons that, that do you hold them in a higher regard than some of the newer players? Definitely. I have every day been voting for anyone uh, prior to season 20 is in my mix automatically. Even Kimmy, you wow. know, who I wouldn't normally, I wouldn't normally vote for her, but you know, I just, I think it would be so cool as a fan to see how someone comes back and plays, you know, 10, 15 years later. Okay. Uh, I mean, it's piqued my interest as a lifelong fan of the show, like to see Jeff Varner 15 years later, you know, mm -hmm. not someone you would ever think of, but now that he's out there, you're like, oh yeah, now I remember him and look, he's still funny and charming. You know, he still doesn't eat peanut butter. <laughs> so, you know, Kimmy still doesn't eat chicken. Okay. Uh, more, pro more protein for me. <laughs> There's a couple of these people that I, I would really like to see what this interaction uh, would be like. Uh, what, what if you and Max were out there? Oh, man. Um, is Max getting out there, you think? I don't know. I think he's on the bubble. I think he's, he's one of those people that it could go either way. Yeah. Um, he's a bubble guy. You know, yeah. I don't think Max can ever win the game, so I don't mind if he's out there. Okay. What about Cass and Brad Culpepper? How would that go? Uh... Wow. I, I don't think that would go that well. <laughs> I um, think it would go good for us. Yeah. I think Brad is probably the epitome of everything I despise in other uh, male attorneys. You know, oh, yeah, I forgot he's, he an, like, he's an attorney that you guys have the uh, attorneys are us. Yeah. I don't even consider him a football player. So I'm not like a football fan. So um, I, and I know about his recent troubles, yes. you know, and I don't. Could you give him any counsel on that? <laughs> I probably could give him a lot of counsel, but it would go in one ear and out the other um, <laughs> because of the pitch of my voice. So he, I don't want Brad Culpepper out there. I, I mean, I do because maybe he'd get voted out early. Okay. You know, you're but telling I don't the think voters to say F you Brad Culpepper. Yeah. I mean, did he earn a spot back because someone just said F you Culpepper out there? <laughs> well, he was, he was pretty great TV in the first uh, part of blood versus water. I think he was probably the MVP in terms of television. I, I think he would play a terrible game, but I think that he was very good TV in the first half of Blood versus Water. Yeah, he can't do math. Right. So, um, but yeah, he I kind of like him relegated to the spot of Monica Culpepper's husband. Okay. I don't, you know, of that being within the survivor history. <laughs> don't let him outshine Monica, because Monica's pretty neat lady. She's you know? a neat lady, that's right. Yeah. So saying he's I, not a neat guy. I would say it would be fun to have him uh, not make it by a popular vote. <laughs> just for just because it would be funny. Yeah. Because, you know, he wants to go out and do better than his wife did. <laughs> so that's all right. You know, that's oh, man, I see. I lost everything I've been reading in this book. I just threw it out the window and talked trash about Culpepper. All right. <laughs> I, so, I think you've probably, you know, endeared yourself to uh, many voters, though. But uh, and the other one I keep seeing on uh, on Twitter is, you know, Abby and me. Yes. Abby Maria. Why does Abby uh, have have something against you? I don't think so. I mean, she posted that picture at our finale of her uh, busting into the bathroom and sitting on my lap on the toilet. Oh, no. <laughs> so we have we have like a. We'll probably go to the bathroom together. Yes. Okay. You know, uh, no, uh, I don't really know Abby. Uh, she's a firecracker. Yeah, I think you, and, I don't think Abby, other than RC, I don't think that she uh, has a, uh, you know, any dislike for you or anybody else on this list that she hasn't had like a personal interaction with. Yeah. And I see her. Um, she is who she is. So she's she's a very entertaining person. Probably would 
keep things lively around camp. I think so. Okay. Before I get to some of these questions that I have for you from the listeners, Cass, have you reached out to Tony and said, Tony, look, I know we had our differences, but you were the winner of our season. A lot of people think you played a really great game. Do you have any advice that might help benefit me in the game? Um, I sent him a llamagram and I haven't heard back. <laughs> What's a llamagram? It's when you send a llama to someone's door to speak <laughs> to them. Yeah, to speak to them. So I sent a llama. <laughs> that was the llamagram. <laughs> Did you really? Did you really send a llamagram? Is that a real thing? Uh, You're messing with me, Cass. Patent pending. <laughs> no. no, but that would be awesome if, if people would send llamagrams to each other just with Tony doing that noise. So I guess Jeff Barner also speaks llama. He also speaks llama in his in his video. All right. Let yeah. me get to a couple of questions for you from the listeners of the podcast. OK, uh, let's start off. Uh, Dave Hunter wants to know, will Cass lie this time? She never lied before. Is that true? You never told a lie in Kagiyan? It is pretty true, actually. You know, and you're not I, lying when, now. I mean, who did I lie to? I didn't. I don't think I told a lie out there. I mean, I I had some omissions, but I never overtly said a mistruth. So okay. I failed to tell people what Are I was you getting doing like Bill Clinton time. now. I, I did not have sex with that girl. <laughs> you never overtly said a mistruth. You like that? Can you get, can you get that on a T-shirt? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I actually did not lie to anybody out there. Okay. So I think I would have to lie this time because when people come to me and say, who are you voting for? I'm obviously not going to say you. Okay. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't do that. Don't do that. That, yeah. would, that would help I, you. I did. I did that last time. So okay. that out of my system. All right. Uh, this is a question from Stephanie Crom, who says, uh, you talked a lot in your season about how you were a bit forced into the mom slash older lady archetype with other potential mom types on season 31, such as Carolyn and T-Bird. Do you think that you'll be better able to evade that kind of stereotype this time around? How will this affect your game? Now, this is interesting. And I've been having this discussion, I feel like, for a little while on the podcast about the idea of the mom role on Survivor. And I've said, I feel like that's sort of a loser archetype to fall into. And of course, not, not that moms are losers. But if people, you know, feel motherly towards you and then you betray them, you can't bounce back from that at that final tribal council. You just get ripped apart because people say, you know, I treated you like a mom. How could you have done this to me? And I feel like the women that have had success have been the women that have sort of been able to evade that sort of, you know, relationship with people where they feel like they're they've been betrayed by their mom and they just can't get over that, that my mom screwed me over. And I don't think that you did that in Kagiyan. Do you do you what is your take on what I'm saying as a, you know, a guy in his 30s? And I just totally, you know out there and uh, have no idea what I'm talking about? Well, first of all, I don't think anyone who passed the psych test would consider me like their mom. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, I have avoided the mom archetype by virtue of being who I was on my season. I don't think a single person out there will consider me a mom. Uh, but I agree that there is this standard. If you're the mom and you go out there and say, you're mama C like mama C this time, she's being called mama C. So they're treating her like the mom, right? Yeah. If she makes the final tribal, is that going to be held against her? See, but the only person I think that she was a mom to out there was Rodney and, and, and then go back and look at what his reaction was like after birthday gate, when the person who was his, his supposed mom who supposedly brought him into this world did not give up her opportunity for, <laughs> for the reward on, on the anniversary of said birth. Well, he was very, he was very upset about that, that his, his motherly person, uh, didn't, did not give it up when it was his damn birthday cast my birthday. You know what I mean? It's my damn birthday. Yeah. Well, you know, when Spencer said it was his birthday out there, we were like, whatever. <laughs> Sorry to hear that. <laughs> and it, he was faking it was his birthday and to see a Tasha and I were like, that sucks to be you. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> but, uh, the thing with Mama C, though, is she may not be uh, everyone considering her the mom, but by virtue of calling herself Mama C, she has subliminally told everyone she's the mom. Mm. You know, she could have just gone by Carolyn 
Yeah. And not, not throwing the mom a C out Shut there. Shut it down. So like, don't call me mom, it, your mom. Exactly. Which would be what I would do. But because she embraced that and, you know, yeah, baby, mama C, I think it's going to come back to bite her because people will look for anything to not, you know, if, especially if you voted them out to harp on you about. So there is a traditional mom role. Here you have one of the few players actually embracing the moniker mama. Uh, and I think people will be bitter about that. And they'll use it against her. Yeah. So, and I think the mom archetype, yeah, I mean, you saw it with So if Dawn, anybody wants to call you, know. you uh, Mama Cass, uh, tell them that uh, just if, if they want Mama Cass, go and listen to the uh, Mamas and Papas uh, eight tracks with Dalton Ross. Yeah. No one's getting fat, but Mama Cass <laughs> is. I'm going to eat that ham sandwich till I choke. <laughs> Um, didn't she, didn't she die like eating a ham sandwich? I think I don't know. Maybe that's an urban legend. Uh, <laughs> but isn't that no one's getting fat but Mama Cass? So which the- <laughs> which is actually my pregame strategy. I'm not like working out. I'm drinking milkshakes from McDonald's every day and trying to gain weight. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. I think that's the way to go. Yeah. Okay. We know I'm not an athlete. We've already proven that. Yeah. Yeah. Look, you just don't want your body to shut down when you get out there. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, Mark Paris has a question. What's a good analogy for the force of a two pound object dropped 100 feet? <laughs> it's a uh, 45 caliber uh, gun shot point blank into your head. <laughs> but th- thank you to all my physics fans out there. I knew when I had a <laughs> physics problem, because I have a case where someone dropped something on someone's head from above a hundred feet. And I was trying to calculate. The, uh, like, is this a survivor reference? Why don't I know what this is talking about? Oh, on Twitter one day I was prepping something and I was like, <laughs> I need to, for this brief, I need to have you crowdsource some. your legal briefs. Well, I wasn't going to use it in court. It was okay. for like a settlement conference, but I wanted to have, you know, an analogy that I could take to court and say, this is like if someone took a gun and shot you point blank in the head, this is what happened when this thing fell. So I put this hypothetical out there and I got within minutes, all these people who apparently are in college and studying physics were like, you have to do F equals MC squared or whatever it was. And then they were calculating it for me. And I was, it was greatly appreciated. And I had a lot of private messages from people saying, you know, oh, you could say this, you could say that. Right. So uh, yeah, I did crowdsource my physics problem. Should people be able to crowdsource their final tribal council arguments? Should Wu have been like, uh, what's what's it called? Like when like somebody like one person like does everything and then the other person is is a a good guy. (laughs) Yeah, I don't think Wu knows what crowdsourcing (laughs) is. Come on. Uh, (laughs) uh, And you voted for and you voted for Tony. I did. Okay. I did. All right. I couldn't vote for Wu because we actually had a final two deal and I actually tried to talk him into taking me. Right. And he burned you. And it wasn't necessarily that he burned me. It was that I felt like he forfeited. He gave up any shot he had at winning when he took Tony instead of me. And I sat there in the sand and was like, this person's voting for Tony, this one, this one. And he's like, no, man, I've got Sarah. I've got Trish. I've got LJ. And I was like, oh, honey, you don't have anybody. (laughs) Tasha. Tasha was just mad at Tony. (laughs) And that's why I know Tasha will backstab me because of that type of bitterness that's inherent. You know, it's like this latent bitterness that I know resides in her. Okay. Well, I'm going to talk to her later today. Oh, boy. (laughs) Uh, David Baltazar wants to know what hashtags or one liners have you prepared? Are you preparing any new material, Cass? Just, uh, you know, catatonic Cass. Catatonic Cass. Yeah. Yeah. How about that? I'm, I'm not preparing hashtags. I didn't even know what a hashtag was before I went on before. But now so, you're a um, master. I, a I'm a master. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, I don't, I don't know what hashtags I'm hoping to delete my Twitter <laughs> after this round you know, to go back to being a normal person okay. with that, with totally oblivious to social media. I think that's a good idea. Well, cause you, you guys, you guys came back last time and then you were fighting with Tony and Spencer and all these people for the season even started. Well, they all baited me really. I never went on the attack. Uh, yeah. but yeah, Tony, I mean, who understands why Tony was such a jerk when we all knew he won? <laughs> I, I no. threw us off. It threw, I'm like, Oh, this guy's probably out first that he's like, uh, really, uh, being crazy on Twitter. Yeah, he's like fighting with all the people who, you know, got him to the end and he won. <laughs> so, but he's really good friends with Trish and I feel he feels a loyalty to Trish. Okay. Uh, so that's part of his hatred of me. All right, Cass. Uh, if anybody's on the fence, like my mom, and you want to have one last pitch as to why they should be punching 
chaos or <laughs> was it chaos Cambodia or Cambodia? What is it? Yeah. Uh, what, I don't know. There's, there's a couple. There's chaos in Cambodia. My new one. Yeah. Well, I'm planning to be, you know, a calm cast. Calm cast. Calm, so cool, I would collective say cast. if you're on the fence and you think that, yeah, yes, yes, <laughs> I'm going to play just like Rodney. I wish I were out there for my birthday. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, uh, Cass, when you're out there, just remember one thing. You better relax, bro. You better relax, bro. Yeah. Well, you know, I was known for not ha- being reactive, so I'm trying <laughs> to work on not having this shit-eating grin all the time. <laughs> yes. I don't know how to get rid of it. It's been there for 40-plus years. Um, yeah. So, no, I, I think for people who don't like me, you know, vote for me so you can see me get voted out first, and you can be proven right that I suck. Uh, for people that like me, you know, vote for me because you want to see me play again. And for people like your mom, I know she's a good woman because she raised you. And I know she has it in her heart to give people a second chance. And that's what this season is about. It's about second chances. So there's so much controversy over me. Yeah. People love me. They hate me. There's no in between. Yeah. And so Cass, give me a look, second chance to make up people's minds. You go out there and you start giving it to Troy Zan. My mom is going to be right on board. I saw, I heard that she did not <laughs> appreciate Troy Zan. And I didn't know, I never knew about all this disdain for Troy Zan until this <laughs> Troy started. Zan and Matt Dawson, she was not fans of. Yeah. Well, yeah. I don't have anything against Troyzan and Max has openly com- campaigned against me. So, you know, whatever he could, I don't mind if he gets out there. I don't think he's going to win no matter what. So <laughs> right. I, th- I think he's setting himself up for further public humiliation. <laughs> All right. And there's not, there's not going to be kale or black cats out there. No, <laughs> probably not. Unless you win a reward. I mean, it's a luxury item. And if Vince Sly comes as his family visit, <laughs> if I win, you know, and get the chance to pick those, I'm not picking those two. By the way, my backup is Jatia. Jatia is my backup. <laughs> Wait, what if, what if she comes and then she, uh, she sides with Tasha then? Well, I don't think Tasha has her on, her, even asked her. Oh, uh, so she, okay. So she's burned by, by Tasha. So, no, All I right. know they're good friends. Okay. Well, let me, let me go. I got to, I got to call Kimmy. So uh, let me, uh, let me wrap this up. Cass, uh, great job. You could vote for Cass every day between now and May 20th at cbs.com slash survivor second chance. And then of course you could follow Cass on Twitter and uh, see the gold that Cass is spinning every day on Twitter at Cass MCQ at Cass MCQ. Cass, great job. Always a pleasure to talk to you. Hope I don't talk to you again for uh, quite some time. Or are you doing a loser, Cass? <laughs> yeah, we'll have you on on uh, the Thursday after the finale if you are if you don't make it, okay? I'll be waiting for a bus in LA, so I'll have time. <laughs> hey, right. thanks, Rob, and th- thanks for doing this for everybody who's out there, uh, you know, trying to get on. It, it's my pleasure, Cass. Thanks for coming on with me. All right, bye. All right, everybody, there you have it. That is Calm, Cool, and Collective cast, uh, not Chaos cast, ready to get back on Survivor in Survivor Second Chance with the help of you guys if you vote between now and May 20th. All right, my next interview coming up is going to be with Kimmy Kappenberg from Survivor Australia. Looking forward to chatting with Kimmy. Lots of fun here with Cass. Can't wait to see what you guys have to say about this interview in our comments on robiswebsite.com. If you missed any of our interviews, you could hear them at robiswebsite.com slash second chance, or you could subscribe to the podcast at robiswebsite.com slash iTunes. All right, everybody. Looking forward to uh, next one. Can't wait to hear what you guys have to say. Take care, everybody.